everyone. I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You, and I'm your host of the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here's where we talk about the connection between creativity and healing by interviewing amazing creatives, spectacular healers, and inspiring people who have used creativity in their healing. What does it mean to be creative? What is creativity? You don't have to write a best-selling book or paint a masterpiece or even play in a rock band. Creativity is in everything that we do, in the ways we think, in the way we run a business, in our everyday lives, we are creative all the time. Let's talk about how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally, right now on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. And today I am with Michelle Wadsworth, and she is a massage therapist who also does cranial sacral therapy, and she's going to tell us a little bit about that. So I'm just going to start with her bio. And Michelle brings mind, body, and spirit together as one into each treatment session. Her extensive knowledge in anatomy and physiology are supported by a strong and sympathetic healing touch. She also has an acute sensitivity to the energies in the body, and I can attest to this as I've had some work done with her. Her expertise ranges from gentle relaxation massage through more intense treatments, treatments like stamina massage, which helps with alignment and strengthening of the load management muscles. Michelle started a career as a pharmacy technician, but after a number of years found that she was unfulfilled by working in modern medicine. When Michelle decided to redirect her energies into the pursuit of therapeutic touch, positive changes started to happen in life. She learned to listen to the body in a new way and opened up to the study of other holistic modalities. So Michelle, thank you for joining me today. And like, like I said, I was just reading from her little um, pamphlet, which is amazing. I don't think I've ever been to a massage therapist that has such a great little pamphlet. I'm going to keep that one. <laughs> um, so can you share with us some of your story and how you found your current path? Okay. Um, I've worked in the health industry uh, since I actually got out of high school. I worked as a pharmacy technician for 21 years with Alberta Health Services and also with Alberta Blue, Blue Cross for part of that time. Mm -hmm. And it was very political, meaning it de depending on who was in power, certain jobs were cut, other jobs, you, you know, like in every single area of the health sector, it was really hard. And there was a lot of pressure even for the employees, you know, to be immunized, even if we didn't have direct access with uh, patients and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of areas within my job, which went like completely against my belief system. Yep. So I felt really forced in some areas and I, I didn't much care for that. And my body was telling me in many different ways. And I was starting, I didn't listen to my body back then. And I was sick a lot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I didn't think it was a job. I thought it was, I just had a, a like a bad immune system and such. And uh, then when they decided to regulate the pharmacy technicians all across the board, mm -hmm. uh, every single hospital would only employ a pharmacy technician if they were regulated. So it meant going back to school, taking a bridging yeah. program, requalifying and everything and paying out of our own pocket. They weren't even going to pay mm. for us. Yeah. So I decided to go back to school. I thought instead of spending that money to 
to do that, I decided to do it in another area. And I was always interested in, in touch therapies. Mm-hmm. I myself got a lot of relief out of cranial sacral therapy, out of massage and different energy work throughout my life. And it helped me. And I loved the way I felt after them. So I really, and also just wanting to help people in an alternative way versus a traditional way mm-hmm. with meditation and that sort of thing. Yeah. So that's when the decision was made for me to basically go part-time as a pharmacy tech while I still could, because at the end of 2015, I would basically be demoted from a pharmacy tech down to a pharmacy assistant if I didn't have special training. So that I I decided to do that. And um, I took my massage therapy certification Mm -hmm. at MH Vickers and finished in 2013 and just love what I do. I've worked in different settings. I've worked in like a fitness sports massage clinic. I've worked in a multidisciplinary clinic, um, just off White Ave. And I also worked above physiotherapists uh, clinic for a year. And then I decided to go and work on my own through my own home-based clinic. So I tried all the different styles and home-based clinic has really fit the way like it how do I say it it's just in in alignment more because I can set my own schedule and I have a lot more freedom to to do what I want when I want so yes I totally understand that I do so what does healing with creativity mean to you or how is creativity a part of your healing work well Being that it's a touch therapy, like massage and cranial sacral are the two areas that I work most in. Mm -hmm. Um, I I do a lot of touch on different levels. Like there's the light tissue, the medium, and the deep tissue. And then there's also intuitive touch too, where it's just very superficial. It's still on the body, but barely, but enough that I need the client in the room to really, you know, get, get into what's going on in the system. And to me, the intuitive part of what I do, because I didn't realize that was going to come with the whole modality as a massage therapist, but it just Mm -hmm. kind of naturally, you know, happened. And that's where the create creativity really came out is where I started to feel and attuned to the pain in the tissue it's like the tissue having an emotion, um, getting into a spiritual level of a person's aura, like working through the layers in the body mm-hmm. and in being creative, using different techniques, different tools, um, like the stamina massage. I, I have different tools that I use mm-hmm. to um compress different muscles that's more of a hands-on physical type of therapy I do I don't do as much of that anymore but when it comes to cranial sacral therapy it's very light touch so creativity in that sense I guess with the cranial sacral therapy I do a lot of visualization with my clients 
as well. And I have them um, visualize colors coming in. Right. Yeah. I have them turn those colors. I, I have them use those colors to basically help deal with their pain. So having that color turn into a pair of hands, say, and then wrapping around that tension and imagining that tension leaving the body that way. So I have them do a lot of visualizing. So I think that would be an area that I use my creativity a lot, um, working with the senses and smell too. Certain smells, when a person has a certain smell that they that comes mm -hmm. up on the table, sometimes when working with um, what we call an energy cyst in the body, like a blockage, like an area that comes up of tension, like a bundle of tension, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And sometimes there's a sense attached to that. Like I had one fellow tell me that when he had work around his jaw area in here, he could actually, well, this is not so much as, well, I guess it is a smell and a taste thing, but it was like, it was like being at the dental office again. And he said it was like back in the day when they used to use the anesthetic that had that nasty yeah. taste in there. Yeah. Yeah. He said he could taste it. He could smell the room. It was like he was right there. And he had a very traumatic experience at a dental office when he was a young boy. So we brought that right back. So mm -hmm. that's how the creative component kind of comes in to therapy there. Okay. Um, Sometimes I'll coach people to like people who are having a really hard time, like, and, and this just kind of came with the years that I've been doing the um, massage on helping people stay on track and be focused and to have their goals and dreams and that, that sort of thing. And having them do things like doing a vision board, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's not something a regular massage therapist would do, or I'll say, you know, is there a certain way you see your body? Then cut out pictures of what you see for yourself. Like, what oh, do you yeah. want yourself to be? So if there's certain things you want in your life, if you want to do yoga or you want to lose weight, anything to do with your health and fitness, like cut out those pictures and put them in front of you and look at it every single day, right? Mm -hmm. And helping them through self-care techniques and, th and things like that too because right. yeah. that kind of came with the whole modality as well because it's about taking the time to have a bath or a shower when you get home from your massage taking the time to stretch taking the time to you know drink enough water so you're hydrated after your massage so yeah yeah no that makes absolute sense and you're right i don't think most massage therapists will incorporate vision boards or, you know, affirmations and that sort of thing. But hmm. I, I love that you do because I think that's a really important component to making those shifts in our body. And so, hmm. yeah, I really, I really like that. So do you think there's a driving force that inspires you? And if so, what would that be? You know, helping people, like, do you mean like help, like inspires me to do what I do? Yeah, yeah. The thing is, is that I know how I feel after I've had a session and the things that are important to do after a session and just seeing a person on the table, like it's just amazing. They come in with no range of motion, say in their shoulder, or they can only lift their arm to, to hear mm -hmm. and 
I've been told I have frozen shoulder, blah, blah, blah. I get numbness and tingling in my hand. And to have someone come in and do their range of motion in front of me at the beginning mm -hmm. and then watching them at the end go from here up to here and there's no pain. Seeing the look on the person's face yeah. when, when they realize what just occurred and how, how easy it is if you're breathing properly, if you're letting go and allowing and trust. And it's about mm -hmm. trusting, trusting the practitioner as well. And, and, and it takes a lot. Some, some people don't trust easily and others do. But I think also seeing the person letting go on the table and being emotional and being non-judgmental and caring for them unconditionally and not having any conditions attached to their treatment. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm answering yeah. that correctly, but yeah. well, there's no right or wrong answer. It's your answer, but yes, that's no, that's perfectly fine. I think that was the one question I'm like, I don't know. I'll just wing it. Wing it. <laughs> No, that's perfect. <laughs> so um, what for yourself is your favorite creative healing modality? Or you've already answered sort of the creative way you use um, massage and craniosacral by adding, you know, visions and affirmations and things like that. But what for you would be your favorite creative healing modality that you would use on yourself? On myself? Mm-hmm. I think a combination of cranial sacral therapy and Reiki. Okay. Yeah. Um, when I do my morning routine, I do a Reiki practice. Uh, I take them a level one Reiki and uh, it's a self healing level that I took for myself. Mm -hmm. I, I can't use this on other people. I don't have the training to use Reiki on anybody else but myself. Mm -hmm. But with, it's funny because when you're working with something like cranial sacral therapy, you're really closely linked to that energy anyway. So it just naturally sort of happens. Right. But I think the part I love the most is feeling the shift in the body when you let go and you feel the muscle relax and then you feel the emotion change right you feel yeah. that area of pain just release it's like oh my gosh wow i was holding that and then when you're talking about that actual say there there's a situation you're talking about and as you're talking about it you're feeling that area unwind and think wow i was holding that and realizing just having that moment to go inward Mm -hmm. And I find doing that time with myself in the morning and being like, wow, where is that pain coming from? And actually going into the pain. I know it sounds really weird to go into the pain, no. but I'm learning how to go into the pain and going from the pain and then to an area of no pain. So saying, focusing on say, I always have issues in my, in my left shoulder, always have. So I'll focus on that area of pain, really focus in. And when it gets too much, then I'll focus on like my pinky finger and going back and forth. Mm -hmm. And then as I do that, the body naturally relaxes and the pain reduces. It's incredible. It really is. And I can't really explain it, but it, it just does it. 
It, it is. It's interesting. I do a similar technique with tapping where you sort of lean into the pain first and then you let it go, right? Like you, you lean into it and then you do something else to just be like, okay, I'm all right with this. And then it just, it's amazing how pain will, will disappear when you allow it and then, you know, shift the energy onto something else. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So many people believe that healers should not charge or charge very little for their work. And I believe everyone has to decide that for themselves. But I'm interested in your opinion on charging as a healer. And I know massage is probably a little more acceptable, but what is your belief on that? My belief, honestly, it is very true that massage is physically more demanding on the body. But honestly, when you're healing someone and you're not doing as much deep tissue, you're doing light touch, like Reiki, cranial sacral therapy, it takes a lot out of you energetically. And sometimes that energetic, like emotionally, yeah. it drains you. And actually, it's more depleting actually than physically, like draining you. And if you don't properly protect yourself and ground yourself, it's detrimental and it can actually make you feel worse. So I think honestly, energy work, energy workers should charge more than just physical like massage and that, that sort of thing, because the energy to do that, to, to set the space up, first of all, right. Yeah. You basically ground yourself to set the area up to make sure that your client is getting you at your best. Mm -hmm. Everything has to be done. You've got to clean the room, clean yourself, make sure that you are not taking on your client's mm -hmm. stuff, their energy, their emotions. So there's a lot of different layers in doing energy work. It's not as easy. Like it doesn't just, you know, like it's not just like talking to someone like, you, you know, like a psychologist that just sits there and listens to their client. Yeah. A lot of people would say, why do they charge so much? Right? Yeah. Well, an energy worker is actually doing more work than a psychologist because <laughs> they're actually tapping into their energy. So I honestly feel that a lot of energy workers are not getting paid what they're worth and that their skills are far beyond, I feel in a lot of ways, more so than a person with a degree because they've had that life experience and life experience, honestly, yes. means so much more than having a piece of paper on the wall. Totally and that. Yeah. when a person's gone through something, right? Like that's, they are going to be the ones to give the best, basically not advice, but the best guidance in how to heal. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you could change one aspect of our society through your healing work, what would it be? One aspect. I would change the fact that we need, when we have pain, we need to stop band-aiding it. Mm -hmm. We need to stop 
turning to instant gratification. Yes. Medication, alcohol, gambling, pornography. Um, wow, the list just, it goes on and on. All the instant gratification, a person that goes to the store and buys a box of cookies and just eats a whole box of cookies because they're emotionally, you know, not able to handle something and they're emotionally eating and not, I think people need to start listening to what the body is telling them. And when the body, like there, there's a book uh, by, I think his name is Gabor Mate or Gabe. I can't, I think that's his name, but, it, but the book is called when the body says no. Yep. I think, People just need to start tuning in and listening to their body, their inner guiding system, and just be still. Just be still and listen and feel the sensations in their body. Is my body in expansion? Is my body in contraction? What's happening? I want to run. Why do I want to run? And breathe and just be still. And we're just in this fast-paced, instant gratification type of world. And we're not even... We're like zombies. We don't even know who we are anymore. So that would be the area I would definitely say. <laughs> well, that's, that's an excellent point. And, you know, as much work as I've done on myself, I still find myself like, you know, you get caught up in the doing something or you're slipping into your old habits and things like that. And it's like, okay, why, why is this happening? And then I have to like, catch myself and, and really look at it. But often people don't do that. Right. And it's taken a lot of years for me to get to that point where I recognize it, but I still don't always recognize it right away and still, you know, have to catch myself from doing those things. So what makes massage and or cranial sacral different from other forms of energy healing? Well, first of all, it is touch therapy. So it, it's human touch, like the name of my business, human touch. Um, it, it's that touch therapy. So many people need that touch. Um, not everybody's open to that, but a lot of the other energy work, like distance healing and that sort of thing, um, there is no touch. So it's a totally different, like not everyone understands distance healing versus the physical touch side. A lot of people need that physical touch and they don't have that in their life. They don't have anyone that would, they, they can even hug. They might have an animal, but they just don't have that. It could be an elderly person. It could be a person that just lost, lost a loved one or something. And it's so important to have that physical touch if we had abandonment issues as a kid and that sort of thing. And the more comfortable a person is with massage, because not everyone is. And that's why I suggest cranial sacral therapy, because it is still a touch therapy, but it's just a light touch. Mm -hmm. How light that touch is, I find the lighter the touch, the more intense the healing is, like okay. the results. Does that yeah. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And and just, you know, touching on what you had said about distance healing, um, do you do distance healing with what you do? And, and if so, how does that work for you? For myself, I, I think it's amazing. 
if a person feels it works for them. But for me, I don't treat any of my clients through distance. I can feel distance healing being done on me. If someone wants to do it on me, I can feel it. Mm -hmm. But for myself, I need that client in front of me. I need, I need that hands-on to really get into, it's that, it's that human touch. I, I need that proximity to really help that person. I'm a face-to-face kind of contact kind of person. I don't like text messaging. I much prefer face-to-face contact or on the phone because tone has everything to do with it too. Yes, absolutely. And and, and that makes sense. I mean, your business name is, you know, human touch. So it makes sense that you want to have that actual touch with, with someone. So what strength-based inspirational advice would you give someone who's seeking healing? I would say when you're ready to do the healing, go slow Mm. and be very gentle with yourself and try to get into your heart space and just just know that that the person that's treating you is there to help you is there is there that if you feel comfortable enough to let go that emotions are fine you don't need to talk in massage which is great so just knowing that go at your own pace and be really gentle with yourself when you come out of a treatment because it can take it can take time and to have a support system as well because you need that because something might pop up a day or two later once the therapy has integrated with your body and you don't know how to handle it so always having that support system to fall back on because i'm not a psychologist mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes i feel like one but um i always have lots of resources for people too and i always make sure that they're in a safe space to like they're going back to a safe space no that's that's an excellent point it's something that i bring up in in my courses as well because we we do a lot of work and then it's like and then what right i can't be there all the time i'm not a psychologist either and you know i'm not an art therapist per se um but i do um bring you know help you bring up a lot of things and then and then what so i really appreciate the fact that that's important to you to bring you know, make sure they have a safe space and, and somebody to um, talk to after that. So, so what inspirational quote sums up your life journey? Well, I have a couple. One is life is a journey, not a destination. Mm-hmm. We have many stepping stones. Yeah. Many chapters. And the whole thing about a season, a, a reason, a season, or a lifetime and people come in for reasons like i had my son and that relationship was for that reason and then i had a season with a not so great relationship where i learned so much about myself and my lifetime relationship is with my current husband and it's so cool because i just see every experience in life as a learning like it's, it's like we're here to learn and grow and it's a blessing. Even the not so great situations in life, they're all blessings. And yeah, so I, I think, 
I think that that sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for um, being here with me. My goal with these videos as information for people on why healing is important, but also creativity and healing and um, how we all need to work on ourselves. And I think the more people have different ways to do that, the easier it'll be for them. So hopefully people will find that, that one way or that 12 ways for people like me, you know, that works for them. <laughs> so thank you very much. Well, thank you for having me. All right.